Today's show is sponsored by our friends at orcacoolers.com. From roto-molded coolers that keep your ice good for days. They have drinkware like the barrel, the football barrel, the shorty, the stein, the teeny, the vino. They have chasers. They have coffee campers and travelers. All sorts of stuff. It's going to keep your drinks cold or hot. You're going to have coolers that will keep ice for days. And they're bear-proof. Go to orcacoolers.com slash bourbon for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com slash bourbon. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Old Limestone Mixing Water. It is the mixing water of Kentucky bourbon. We are firm believers here at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Drink however you want to drink. You want ice in it? Put ice in it. You want to put some water in it? Put water in it. And if you're going to put water in it, use water that was filtered through limestone in an aquifer that's 130 feet under the ground. Old Limestone's unique Kentucky limestone aquifer produces a rich, velvety, smooth water with hints of calcium and magnesium, which amplify flavors. Yet with no iron at all, you can make bourbon anywhere you want, but 95% of it is made in Kentucky because the water is special. Use Old Limestone water to mix. Take the taste test. Pour a bourbon neat. Sip it. Now add Old Limestone, swirl it, and sip again. Check out Old Limestone at oldlimestone.com or they're available at a store near you or online. How's it going, Zeke Baker? Not bad. How about yourself? Not bad. It is good to see you. I haven't seen you for a couple weeks. I've been on a Disney cruise. I want to warn everybody with this episode right now, I'm not going to edit it. So if there's a little extra spacing, you know, you might want to bump it up to 1.5 right now. We know how Zeke likes to pause in between words, but I've just been on this cruise. I haven't had time to, to get with Zeke and edit. The Super Bowl was Sunday. It's Valentine's Day tonight. I'm spending valentine's day with my true love zeke baker and we're about to do a show for you that i'm gonna put out first thing tomorrow morning and by true love i mean true brotherly love zeke on this night of valentine's i just want to say thank you for being the best brother i could ever ask for thank you for being a great friend and I can't believe I'm like giving you nice stuff right now, but you deserve it. You, you, you live by your ethos, but at the end of the day, you're the first person I call when shit hits the fan. So thank you for being you, even though you're an asshole. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. What you did not see or hear is after I said that, Zeke just kind of looked at me and smirked, and I was like, is he going to say something or not? And then he decided not. So, we're good. Well, I mean, I did expect you just to go in the normal code open, you know, routine gist we have. And what I had teed up for that was I was going to ask you how you felt about UGA upsetting Kentucky recently in NCAA basketball and therefore knocking them out of the the NCAA playoff or bracket, whatever, from what I understand. Then I felt kind of bad, so I wanted to count to five, so I didn't feel bad anymore. (laughs) You were like, here he is saying nice things to me, but I'm going to – now – 
This is what I'll tell you. Every dog has its day. Every rose has its thorn. And this year is not Kentucky's year. I think the more interesting thing about Kentucky basketball this year is just the way the fans have really turned on Cal. There is this whole, like, just, I don't know if you've been following it, because obviously you don't follow Kentucky, like, I don't know the ins and outs of Georgia football or, or basketball, but like Cal's just kind of getting real quick and and uh, and fiery during press conferences, not really spending a lot of time when they lose. And, you know, I, I think he knows it's not their year. I think he's ready for the year to be over, especially when you go for those one and done guys and you have some people there that you, you can't tell if the team is just going to mesh or not that's the one thing i always say like when they mesh and it's great and you have a team it's amazing and when they don't mesh it's very easy to figure out that they don't mesh and it's not going to be their year so you know i think we move on and go from there well that's the worst part of college basketball the whole one and done phenomenon i mean why invest too much time or energy from both a coach or a player side when you know you're you're not going to get any dividends out of it, there's no reward for your investment. I mean, that's tough. And then at the same time, somebody like Cal, who's a proven winner. Hey, we all have bad years. It happens. Bad games, whatever. But you don't like it. I mean, imagine if suddenly Saban went like seven and four. What do you think his press conference is going to be like? Well, and that's the thing that I don't understand is when people are complaining about stuff like that. I'm like, if I'm a winner, if I'm competitive. And I'm at the point where I'm winning championships and things like even in high school, like if I lost in high school or college, I was pissed. Don't talk to me. Like I, I, I don't know how these athletes do it because of the competitive nature of being an athlete. And then you have to go answer a whole bunch of questions when you lose, like, and it's the questions are so bad. And I'm telling you this from somebody who's done sports radio and been in those press conferences. It's like, you know, hey, in in football, right? Like, hey, so when you got that, like, uh, when you got that interception in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, how did that make you feel? Well, how the hell do you think it made me feel? Dumb. Like, what the hell kind of a question is that? Like, how do you feel when you blew the game for your team? Like, I felt like shit. Thanks. Like, I don't want to be in this press conference anymore. Have you ever seen your dog get run over? <laughs> I mean... Like I wanted, I wanted to go crawl in a hole and never come out. And now I have to talk to you people. Like I understand it. I understand not wanting to talk after one of those things. I'd be like, leave me the F alone. I just want to sit here and be sad and angry. And then that's going to fuel me to go win because I'm angry. Cause I don't like the feeling of losing. Yeah. Just let everyone process emotions like normal humans. Give it 48 to 72 hours, then okay, let's talk. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you about the loss two days later, but that night, I don't want to tell you about it. Fair enough. I mean, I didn't wait a few nights to ask you about this, obviously. Yeah, but when I saw it, I, you know, I was like, oh, Kentucky's playing Georgia tonight. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Zeke's going to call that one out. Like, I knew it. I knew it was coming. 
luckily I have group chats for things like this because you know I don't keep up, but it did pop up on one of my threads, and I'm like, ooh, I better write this down. <laughs> Troll John about UGA knocking Kentucky out of the NCAA this year. Yeah. I knew you couldn't wait to do that. But anyways, tonight we are drinking Art of Alchemy, which is a small collective of friends working with other friends in the industry to bottle unique spirits for all to enjoy. They're unconventional in ways, blending exceptional distillates that could very well stand on their own. Their aim is to broaden horizons and collaborate with makers who like to push limits. This first release, they are expressing gratitude to their friend and living legend Jim Rutledge. On his behalf, a portion of the proceeds from blend number one will be donated to the Appalachian Impact Fund. So there's 40 barrels here, Zeke. This one's kind of confusing, so follow along, okay? Sorry. I know. I see those eyes right now, but there is... 20 barrels of a three-year rye whiskey that is 80, 12, and 8. So that's 80% rye, 12% corn, 8% barley. There's six-year rye whiskey, eight barrels of 51% rye, 45% corn, and 4% malted barley. And then 12 barrels of eight-year bourbon, which is 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% malted barley. So, did you follow along with that? I think I got my notes down here. Okay. Any questions? I mean, you're the Mashville guru. What are these? <laughs> well, so I, the, the twelve-year bourbon, I can guess. the The twelve-year bourbon. There's no twelve-year bourbon. Oh, the twelve barrels of eight-year bourbon. Sorry, I have my numbers all kind of thrown together real quick. Yeah, you're guessing that one. What are you guessing for that one? I mean, isn't that the infamous uh, Low Rye, Indiana? It is. It is, but it said Kentucky bourbon. Oh. Well, shit. Oh, for one, Zeke. So there's only now Jim Beam does a 75% corn, but the other things don't match. And I don't know of a Kentucky bourbon, though, that does 75 21. So I'm just stumped on this one. Okay. The other ones, I think. You know, they are partnering with Bardstown Bourbon Company for a lot of this stuff. So I don't know if, you know, I, I thought Bardstown was only putting down 95.5. But if they have, I mean, they they have some stock there. Like the six-year rye, that 51% of rye to 45 to 4, isn't that Knob Creek rye? I'm not sure, and honestly, <clears throat> I never saw anything that was confirmed, but I always felt like Knob Creek maybe had two different mashes on their rye because there's just some that, that taste much more high rye and some that taste very Kentucky rye. I mean, I, 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 you know, been on 
been parts of picks in the past and, and tasted plenty of other people's picks. And there's definitely, to me, a dichotomy in the profiles where one seems a very much high rye profile and one seems very much Kentucky, which, you know, just has different attributes. I mean, the mash bill for Knob Creek rye is <clears throat> undisclosed, but they, everybody believes it's 51% rye, that it's just there. That three-year rye whiskey, I mean, that could very well, we don't know. We don't know where that's from, but maybe Bardstown is putting down 80, 12, and 8. Who knows? We don't Has know. Has Bardstown been distilling for eight years? They haven't, have they? Not eight years, but I'm talking about the three-year whiskey. Yeah, no, I was just saying, like, I didn't think they'd been pumping stuff out that long. No. lose track of time, but. No, the eight-year whiskey couldn't be them. Well, it, you know what? It just says, so here's the crazy thing. So on Sealbox, never mind. It doesn't say Kentucky bourbon whiskey. So, sorry, scratch that, everyone. If I was actually editing this episode, I'd go back and fix it. But maybe, I think it is MGP. I think it is the 75, 21, and 4. It just says bourbon whiskey. I thought it said Kentucky bourbon, but it does not. It just says eight-year bourbon whiskey. So, hey, I'm back to one for one. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Sorry, I said you were wrong. Um. Anyways, it's 110 proof, 55% ABV, and right now on Sealbox, you can get this for ninety dollars. Now, obviously, the price there too. You got to remember that some of this is going to the Appalachian Impact Fund. So not going to knock the price too much because obviously it was bumped up a little bit for charity. So that's a good thing. Um, anyways, what did you think about this whiskey, Zeke Baker? I definitely did not get any inclination that it was a, I guess a boo rye is the right term since this is a bourbon and rye products in here. Yeah. My uh, my quick notes were that it really reminded me uh, of old school rye, uh, basically without the funk is kind of what I gathered out of that. <laughs> it was very grain forward. It, it had a lot of medicinal attributes as well. Um, I picked up some hints of licorice. There's a, a black pepper kind of kick towards the back, but I wouldn't confuse that with like the heat of a rye and a Kentucky hug or whatnot. It, it literally stays on the tongue and it's just a kick. Um, but no, I, overall, I, I thought it really had some interesting attributes. Like I say, that reminded me of some of the, you know, the older dusty, funky, whatever you want to call rye that are out there that again, taste very grain forward, but those always have like a funk, I guess, from the age, older wood, whatever. But, um, this has some interesting notes to it for rye fans for sure. And it's more of a pepper than a, than a tingle. Uh, definitely more of a pepper than a tingle, uh, even on the nose, you know, maybe a little, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Maybe a little bit of Oak in there as well on the nose, a lot of fruit for a rye that I don't really get fruit normal. I mean, 
and I, I keep saying it's a rye. It's a predominantly rye boo rye. So, you know, I, I think it's super interesting the way that these get blended and, and the way that everything is kind of, you know, even the, the blend here, right, where you have 20 barrels of 80, you know, 80% rye, but then you also have 20 barrels of 50, you know, eight of the 51 and and 12 of the bourbon, you know, it's really kind of on the edge, right? So you kind of have like this bourbony half to it and this really super rye half to it. And I'm getting a lot of different stuff on there. So like it, it doesn't really act like a rye, but it doesn't really act like a bourbon and it doesn't really act like a boo rye I've had in the past. I really do think they're pushing the blends of, of, or pushing the bounds of blending. Can't talk tonight, Zeke. When I know I'm not going to edit, just all the crap comes out. But what I would say here that, that is really interesting, that mid, that's where I get the funk. Is like the mid palette, there's just something really funky to it there, and it's not on the, the front of my palette. It's not on the, the finish. It's really mid palette goes funk. And then comes back out to some fruit and a little bit of pepper on the finish. But I I thought it was a very, very unique pour. I liked it. It reminded me of, of dusty stuff, like you said. So like it reminded me of something that was older. And I haven't really tasted new stuff that has kind of given me that feeling. Like uh, it's something that... <laughs> You paid too much for on on secondary just because you wanted to know what some older juice tasted like. I mean, I did just buy two ounces of some pre-pro rye whiskey, so. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I get bored some days. I mean, I've always wanted to try some of that. So, like, when you get bored, let me know so I can get two ounces, too. Yeah, I mean, I'll send you a FaceTime or, like, a video clip of me drinking it. (laughs) Sounds good. But no, I mean, this. Uh, <clears throat> we haven't done a blind in forever, obviously, but this is one of the first things I think I've had in a minute that I'd be like, all right, knowing what's in there and knowing what I perceive flavor-wise, this would be fun to, to toss in with some other random older things and see really how much weight it pulls or where, you know, what level it punches at compared to those because – it was a, my first thought was like, I mean, it's not there. It's missing a few things, but I think it's fair enough to say like, this reminds me of some old funky rise. Yeah. And I agree with you. This is their first blend, but I think if this is what they're doing now, it's only going to get better and better and better as they do more of it. I like that. It's not your typical kind of blend. And, and I think, it's something maybe Bardstown has the influence here, like with their discovery and their fusion where there's kind of three main whiskeys that go into their blend. It's kind of been Bardstown's MO for a long time. So I don't know if that has something to do with it with, with the way that they blended, but I do like that, you know, they're doing different mash bills, different years, different whiskeys all together to make something unique. And I think that's kind of just showing where blending is going, right? It shouldn't just be like, Oh yeah, we finished it in this, 
you know, wine finish. And then we went ahead and did this and all that. And then here we are. Like, I do like that. This is three different things coming together to make a new product. Oh yeah. I'm with you hundred percent. And I mean, that true funk aspect, I don't think anyone's ever gonna be able to replicate it. You know, there's been a few different uh, LTOs that Turkey's thrown out in the past two or three years where they've said like, yeah, you know, we think it really has that that old school turkey funk, you know, composition to it. And I think any of us that have had it, it's like, I mean, I see where you're going with that, but like a little bit short of the mark. And, and again, I think this has a lot of elements, of, again, of just a, a very old school, pure kind of medicinalish, like grainy rye, but but it's just a different type of grainy and, and I guess in a good way, for lack of better words. And, and like say... It's not quite licorice to me, but like that black pepper hits the, the way it, it's not hot, but, but you can tell there's some proof to it. Uh, just the different elements. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued by this one. I agree with you. And uh, I can't wait to see what else they do. I can't wait to see the, the rest of, you know, I know they're working on batch two right now, so I can't wait to follow them along through everything and see what happens. So, I mean, how many hats can Rutledge throw his hand into? Well, I think he just, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this was him as much as it was, you know, people coming to him for advice and being like, all right, you're an OG, help us out a little bit. I think that's kind of what happened here. Fair enough. I just... You know, he keeps seeing his name on different projects, this or that, maybe as a startup, this distillery might be popping up. Like, all right, man, like, what are you doing? Come on. Just, just give us one thing and go with it. I don't know. I don't know. But thank you for sending us this Art of Alchemy. Uh, I, I think it's worth trying. If you see this out at a bar, it's a very unique pour. Go ahead and try it. And, and I'd probably try this one before you get the bottle is probably what I'd tell you. Being that rye is a little more unique, yes. But for the fans of rye, I'd say pull the trigger if you see it. That's fair. I think it if you're kind of, you know, just the funk, right? Like, I, I think you got to figure it out if, uh, if you like that funk or not. Yeah, I mean, folks that love rye, I, I'd say pull the trigger right away. If you're kind of like, rye, well, all right, then shoot at the bar, man. Come on. But that would say that for any ride, you know? Yeah, I hear that. Well, thank you again. Go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dad's, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.